passing. What makes a novel so powerful that nearly a century after its publication, the movie adaptation lands on President Obama's list of favorite films? Perhaps it's the mysterious and unresolved death of a main character. Perhaps it's the emphasis on the psychology of two light-skinned black women's attitudes towards passing for white. What's certain is that Nella Larson's novel, Passing, has captivated audiences for nearly 100 years. Today, we'll discuss the powerful stories behind the reception of Nella Larson's novel, Passing. You're listening to Remarkable Receptions, a podcast about popular and critical responses to African-American novels. While Passing is indeed a powerful story, its reception and publication history are equally remarkable. Larson originally titled the manuscript Nig, but she revised it to the less controversial title Passing before publication. The text appeared at the height of the Harlem Renaissance, a time of renewed interest in Black artistic creativity, propelled by African-American migration to the North. The 1920s also featured several novels that explored the theme of passing. The year 1929 alone saw the publication of two other passing novels, Jesse Fawcett's Plum Bun and Vera Caspery's The White Girl. Clearly, the topic of passing had an audience, but ready readers did not necessarily translate to rave reviews. When Larson's Passing came out in 1929, however, critical reception was mixed and fell primarily along racial lines. White reviewers offered lukewarm commentary, while Black reviewers offered high praise for the novel. W.E.B. Du Bois and Alice Dunbar Nelson, among others, urged people to buy and read Larson's book. But the praise from Black reviewers was not enough. Passing sold less than 4,000 copies, and for decades, the book lingered in obscurity. Thankfully, Black women scholars stepped in. During the 1980s, Black feminist literary scholars revisited and reappraised Black women writers, including Nella Larson. Scholar Deborah McDowell helped to reignite academic interest in Larson with the publication of an edition of Quicksand and Passing in 1986. This new edition introduced new generations of readers, especially college students, to Larson's novels and offers important scholarly commentary on these books. This renewed readership ushered in a new era in the reception of Passing. In the late 1980s, major scholars Cheryl Wall, Deborah McDowell, and Judith Butler all had something to say about Passing. From discussions of race and sexuality to class and gender, the novel's latest readers made something clear. Passing had layers. It was compelling and it was very, very powerful. In 2019, I edited a special issue of the scholarly journal South Atlantic Review to celebrate the 90th anniversary of Nella Larson's passing. 
That's Donovan Ramon, a professor of African-American literature at Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. The special issue included articles that addressed its publication history, its ambiguous ending, and approaches to teaching the novel. Can you recommend some good Black books to read? For decades, people have posed versions of that question to professors of African-American literature. The expectation is that we can aptly advise curious readers. More than just any Black books, we are called on to recommend good or especially enjoyable works. The people ask, and the novel generator machine responds. This interactive site offers numerous recommendations for novels by Black writers. You can select from various categories, such as time period, gender of author, setting, kind of novel, and more. And the machine generates book suggestions. The phenomenon of racial passing has long been understood as light-skinned African Americans using their light complexion to create a white identity for themselves. The practice gained prominence in the 19th century, when some enslaved African Americans converted their ability to pass as white into a strategy for achieving freedom, even if temporarily. The subject of passing became central to African American literature. William Wells Brown, Frank J. Webb, William and Ellen Craft, and others took up the subject of black people with light skin quietly moving through the world as white people. So Larson's Passing is not the first novel to deal with jumping the color line. Yet, her novel is a flashpoint for African-American narratives of racial passing, specifically because it explores the slippery definitions of race and class and their intersections in the early 20th century. The novel became the genre-defining passing novel. In fact, to get a sense of the scope of passing's continued impact, consider this. Following the 1980s recovery of Larson's novel, the reception of virtually all subsequent passing narratives by Black and white authors includes at least a mention of Larson's novel, if not a direct comparison. Why, if so many authors wrote about the subject of passing, is it Larson's book that serves as the touchstone for stories about passing? Perhaps this is because the novel explores the external conditions that made passing favorable to both Irene and Claire while also looking inward, offering important commentary on the interiority of those who jump the color line. Larson uses imagery of the mouth and of colors, while death hovers over the entire story. At the end of the narrative, Claire's racist husband, Jack Bellew, confronts her over her racial deception. This occurs at a party when Irene is frustrated by Claire intruding in her life, so much so she fears Claire is sleeping with her husband, Brian. In the final scene, Claire ends up dead in the courtyard below the party. Claire stood at the window, as composed as if everyone were not staring at her in curiosity and wonder. 
as if the whole structure of her life were not lying in fragments before her. She seemed unaware of any danger or uncaring. There was even a faint smile on her full red lips and in her shining eyes. From Passing by Nella Larson. Claire's demise is famously ambiguous since different characters had motives to harm her. As such, literary critics wonder if she was pushed out the window or fell out. I take a different approach. Claire Kendry jumped out as she succumbed to the weight of her racial deception. This defines one of the ironies of the novel in that Claire passes white but was out as black before her death. Passing emerges as futile since the weight of it all propelled her to commit suicide. Larson was a fan of Sigmund Freud, the famous psychoanalyst. Perhaps Freud's concept of the death drive inspired Larson to depict Claire as choosing death over a life of blackness. Readers often attempt to read Passing as autobiographical, in part because Larson would have been familiar with jumping the color line herself. In one letter to a friend, she bragged about passing to get lunch in at a restaurant in the South. Nonetheless, Larson's novel is far more transgressive when we engage it as fiction instead of autobiography. Indeed, Passing offers a sensitive and probing look at the color line, which expands the contours of passing while exposing race as a social construct. It is no wonder, then, that the novel went out of print in the United States for several decades. The country was not ready to fully admit that the ability to cross the color line implies the fluidity of the color line in the first place. The year 2018 became the most recent resurgence of interest in Larson and her writing. Penguin Classics reissued Passing to coincide with Black History Month. In March, the New York Times published Larson's obituary decades after her death. It introduced modern readers to details of Larson's story, such as her family's passing as white, which influenced her fiction and the positive reviews her first novel, Quicksand, received in 1928. In 1930, Larson was accused of plagiarizing sections of a short story that she published. Yet the allegation of plagiarism didn't stop her from becoming the first African-American woman to win a Guggenheim Fellowship later that year. After Larson's marriage ended in the 1940s, she stopped writing and turned to nursing. She never published anything else and died in obscurity in 1964. In August of 2018, media reports revealed that Rebecca Hall would make her directorial debut by adapting the film version of Passing. Passing premiered in theaters in October 2021 and on Netflix the following month. The film starred Ruth Nega and Tessa Thompson as Claire and Irene, respectively. During its first weekend on Netflix, the film appeared in the top 10 and remained there for several days thereafter. 
Shot in black and white, the film maintains strict fidelity to the novel, including its ambiguous ending. Due to its wider availability through Netflix, a variety of organizations ranging from Starbucks to the Langston Hughes Society hosted movie screenings and discussions about the film in fall 2021. Passing the movie is so popular today because it clearly highlights the illogic of race. Again, that's Professor Donovan Ramon. The film encourages the audience to sympathize with both Irene and Claire. Despite Claire's best efforts to obscure her identity, she is still revealed as black at the story's end. The movie dramatizes the different ways passing can occur, and that protagonists transgress boundaries of class, geography, sexuality, and of course, race. Unlike the original novel Passing, critics praise the cinematic version. The director and characters have already won awards from the Chicago Film Critics Association, New York Film Critics Online, and National Society of Film Critics, among many others. However, the standard bearer of cinematic praise comes from the Academy Awards, which recognize Hollywood's best movies each year. Rebecca Hall's passing did not garner any Oscar nominations for this year's awards. To some, this omission is quite surprising, given the unanimous acclaim the movie has already received. Yet others might assume that it is typical for Hollywood. Those golden statues are often awarded to black movies that are rooted in stereotypical black images of slavery, violence, the white savior complex, etc. Passing tells a more powerful narrative centering black women resisting racial norms through their lighter complexion. It is an atypical story of getting one over on white America, which might be too controversial for Hollywood to officially applaud right now. Given the Oscars So White hashtag from a few years ago and the current political climate of banning critical race theory, Hollywood might look skeptically at movies that tell a different story about African Americans, especially one that reaffirms the fiction of the color line. The story of this novel's remarkable reception has now come full circle. The novel Passing received high acclaim from the likes of Dunbar Nelson and Du Bois, yet it was not enough to keep it in print after its first year. Similarly, the first biracial president, Barack Obama, who faced some of the same issues as the protagonist, lauded the cinematic version of Passing in his annual list of movies last year. The popularity of the movie Passing, with audiences and critics alike, demonstrates the continued importance of Nella Larson's story and the 21st century. The narrative resonates with us today because transgressing multiple boundaries defines modern America. Passing is not passé. It remains an important and timeless narrative, both on the page and on the screen. This episode was written by Donovan Ramon. The episode was edited by Elizabeth Callie and me, Howard Ramsey. 
Remarkable Receptions is part of the Black Literature Network, a joint project from African American Literary Studies at Southern Illinois University Edwardsville and the History of Black Writing at the University of Kansas. The project was made possible by the generous support of the Mellon Foundation. For more information, visit blacklitnetwork.org.